Welcome everyone to Secu Solutions Ion Security, the podcast series where we cover topics from the boardroom to the cloud and all points in between. I'm Jim Kutnikoff, President and CEO Founder of Secu Solutions. Our guest today is Mr. John Blair. John is the President and CEO of Blair Technology Solutions, headquartered in Markham, Ontario, Canada. And John's company provides essential IT services and solutions to a broad base of clientele. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks, Jim. It's really uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. So perhaps we can get started by asking you uh, to give our listeners a brief overview of your company and the value add you bring to the market. Okay. Uh, All in about 20 seconds, right? No, you got, I'll give you 35 and a half seconds. Excellent. Excellent. Um, our organization is, as you mentioned, we're based out of uh, Ontario, Canada, but we service clients throughout this wonderful country of ours, Canada, and we provide a range of managed services and security managed services um, in all types of industries, whether they're manufacturers, uh, distributors uh, to retailers, etc. And our we we basically keep our solutions core to ourselves in terms of what we're capable of doing we're not an application managed service provider we are a infrastructure partner um, where we take care of your manage your infrastructure whether that's on-prem or in the cloud or a hybrid of that and we bring technologies such as you know efficiencies in your backup and your and your dr and then obviously we couple that or surround that with core technologies in the security field, whether that's endpoint security, whether that's managed SIM, obviously managed vulnerability, pen testing, uh, security services, security awareness training, those kind of things that we uh, that we provide. And also various toolings, whether it's endpoint protection or additional tooling on, on your email applications as well. So that's a little bit about us. Thanks, John. Yeah, so this wasn't an intended question, but now that you just describe your company in in detail, um, it, it kind of looks like you you know you're you're that that all inclusive MSP, but with a security flair. Um, if if uh, that kind of yes. is an accurate statement, we we realized uh, when we started this journey that security had to be a part of the experience, otherwise. You know, if we're just managing people and say, okay, we have a problem, um, that is not good enough for our clients. Our clients wants, want us to not only alert them of, of, uh, potential situations, mm-hmm. remediate on those situations, but then protect them right. in situations that are harmful and bring technologies, uh, to the marketplace. So we, always prescribe to this one theory that is constantly stay relevant in the conversation with your clients that is really what we try to do yeah that and that's key i mean you know no uh, secret here being a security company you know we see a lot of uh, work that msps provide but they lack that security component which is all important especially these days more so than ever so great that's good so i've got a lot of questions uh john and uh 
you know, I'm going to jump right in here. So as you sure. know, uh, and also the listeners know that the, our podcasts are mainly focused on security. I'll try to keep all of the, the questions on topic of security. So yep. in my view, uh, MSPs or managed service providers are really the lifeline between a company's business, their core day-to-day operations and the market or clients that they serve. Um, as I just mentioned, these days more than ever uh, before MSP customers are concerned about security, like ransomware and you know, all of these things that are happening um, you know, are, are of, of major concern to companies now more so than ever. Um, in your view, and in general terms, are the MSPs providing a level of security their customers need or are they just getting by, winging it, in other words? Uh, I always, uh, I, I, I'm probably known for some corny lines, but uh, if you've heard the line, a tool is a tool is always a tool until the tool is a tool. Um, you probably never heard <laughs> I of that. I haven't heard that, never. But um, um, a lot of MSPs today um, are, as they look to their their providers for uh, tooling solutions to complement their 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 toolkit, the word and the notion and the concept of security is obviously everywhere today, and people are coming to these MSPs and saying, "Here, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me." Mm-hmm. Um, and then all they're doing is picking a solution, dropping it into their tool bag, and then deploying it to companies, not knowing how it actually benefits or enhances one's perimeter or mm-hmm. one's capabilities as an organization to help these organizations protect themselves. Mm-hmm. So when I take that a, a bit further, when we look at, let's say, the topic of security in in the form of email Mm -hmm. so when i look at security from an email perspective i look at it from twofold there's the tooling piece which takes care of that technology piece and there's a myriad of different technologies out there so you can have gateway solutions you can have embedded solutions just in front of the mailbox but by and large that doesn't replace the human element of of ransomware and phishing campaigns and phishing attacks so you have to deploy security awareness as a coupling of that technology one doesn't go without the other so to speak so that kind of is an example of some of these solutions that people just say i want to add the solution because i think it's cool Mm -hmm. but if you don't if you don't actually paint that picture to the organization, mm-hmm. then the organization really doesn't know whether you really understand security from that vantage point. What what does NIST mean? Mm-hmm. What are the you know the, what are the five uh, phases of of NIST, and do you deploy that in some of your solutions? Do you deploy that from a methodology? So mm-hmm. you know, I had a I had a conversation with a IT director. Uh, most recently, we did an assessment, and I told him about. Uh, like he came to me with the premonition of, I want to have an incident response plan. I said, great. What do you have today? Nothing. Okay. Gap one. So I said the best way to start this is you need to do an inventory of your assets. Besides just doing the inventory of your assets, you have to do a health 
check of your assets? Are they current? Are they secure? Are they are is there are all the gates around the perimeter locked up tightly? We did the assessment. We found out that the there were gaping holes in certain areas. Not tragic. Enlighten the organization. I said before you even get to an incident response plan, you got to fix what's in the henhouse, and that's what we did, and that's what he's gone back to chewing on to realize that you know what it's not just about a partner coming to me with a solution what's on the shelf what's good today because it's two dollars and 95 cents a user that's mm-hmm. not good enough anymore customers want more than that they want reasons to buy that solution because they're investing in you and your partnership to protect mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. you have a you have a fiscal duty mm-hmm. to give them the solution that's important and vital to their to their business because they're not in the business of, of cybersecurity. You are, meaning yeah. us, and yeah. so we have to bring that that technology to them. So that's yeah, well, why you, you that's why it. I see the gap is, yeah. Yeah, you nailed it. And you you kind of just answered my my next question as well. I mean, it it, it seems to me like from your perspective, and, and I share that same perspective, is a lot of MSPs are, you know, order takers. They have a tool in the toolbox. Oh, we got an order. Throw it out. Get it out. You know, one and done. In other words, but they're they're failing to uh, address the the problem with a solution. Right? It's you know a band aid effect, if you will. Whereas you're you know your approach is, is 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 somewhat consultative you 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 address the the problem um and you provide the solution not just with the product but with a with a solution you know an idea a, a, an end goal in mind which is is quite unique in my in my opinion great yeah um i got another question for you here john <clears throat> You've been providing security party services, including security services, for in your market for years. I mean, you've you've got a a, a long history in in IT. Um, have you seen over the years an increased concern about security, and and if you can explain um, what those concerns would be um, in general? I would say um, there is one budget item that never gets cut. In fact, it's it's an open item. It's an open threshold, um, which is the security bucket, infrastructure, consumption, you know, other technologies always get questioned about should we buy this or should we buy that? When it comes to security, it's no longer now a budget item that gets questioned. If it's going to enhance our security posture, we'll invest. If it's going to prevent the bad guys from knocking on our door, we're going to invest. We're going to continually do that. So we're we are uh, when we're talking to our existing clients, um, they're always looking for ways to tighten those gaps, those holes. Uh, whether it's hardening operating systems, whether it's hardening the network, whether it's uh, making sure they do regular pen tests, whether they do um, a whole raft of things, you know, where I've, uh, you know, managed SIM technology today was only meant for the bigger uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. 
because they required a fair a fair amount of investment. But today now it's come downstream, much more affordable for a medium-sized business, a smaller business to ingest those on a per user basis. So mm-hmm. security is becoming more and more, um, uh, I, I wouldn't say, I, I used the word table stake before. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's becoming a, a common uh, part of the conversation. Um, the trick is, is that when you look at an organization or a company comes to you and says, well, you know, we're really looking to, ensure our security it's getting them and maybe that's a canadian cultural philosophy but getting them to cross the chasm to 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 actually invest the time and the money to do that is 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 somewhat you have to guide them through it yeah and 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 when you guide them through it um it, it it's much more beneficial than when you're not uh when you're in a position where you you're hoping that nothing happens mm-hmm. because it's some a of lot. those organizations do that. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought that that security is is really somewhat like insurance, right? You know, you you feel real smart when you get in an accident or something happens because you have insurance, but you hate paying for it, right? Security is uh, is kind of like that in my view, and a lot of companies um, that we find, you know, over the years, the course of 21 years now, is a lot of the companies are really reactive rather than being proactive. They they understand that there's a risk there, but they're almost willing to take it those days are 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 dwindling they're 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 gone uh, you know because of compliance yeah but, I still, and, yeah but i still feel there's a fair amount of organizations in canada um that need to invest more they believe in their in in-house it council so to speak mm-hmm. for their their uh, advice. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's not good, but I think there is a good play for CFOs and CEOs to ensure there is external parties that can ensure that the internal part, uh, parties can keep everybody honest, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it, not, you know, not everything is ever present for an in-house um staff to know all the technologies that are out there it's incumbent yep. upon us as providers to constantly search and research and making sure that we're bringing technologies that are the you know that are um innovative uh, that are progressive and um you know evolve over time mm-hmm. because you never want to you know it's like the whole antivirus today antiviruses fairly common uh, common speak but it's not the nirvana that it used to be yeah agreed agreed um you make a great point uh this is a topic that i'm going to cover in another podcast uh, in the future um and i forget the exact title that i'm going to be used but something to, along the lines like your it guy is not your security guy Right. Um, there's a big difference uh, between a, a general sysadmin, network admin, somebody that's really schooled in the back end stuff and a security guy. There, there just is. Uh, otherwise, there'd be security guys on every street corner, but there's not. 
So, you know, there's a, you have a good point. So that's why I advocate for companies such as yourself that that are third party. You you offer a number of services and, and solutions, including security. And so where one company might rely on their IT guy to do security, it's kind of like, you know, scoring your own report. Right. You know, grading your own report card. It, it's mm-hmm. not it's not healthy. It's just not, you know, conducive to a good security plan. But where you guys come in is you are that third party you have that you know capability of looking at it from the perspective okay you're not biased you're telling telling the plain and simple truth unlike a lot of and i know this and know that happens unlike a lot of it guys that you know like to baffle the boss with bs right yeah we got it covered everything's fine boss don't worry about it you know mm-hmm. you stay in your glass house and i'll stay in the in the in the server room here um you know that it's just not the reality here um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm a strong advocate of third party security, anything, you know, um, yeah. so uh, I think that has to be that has to be pretty much uh, common language for most organizations that you have to have a third party just to give a set of context for that. Fully so. agree. Mm-hmm. So statistically speaking now, again, we're talking about <clears throat> small businesses, 43 percent of those businesses are targeted uh, for, you know, for, for a number of different reasons. But. By and large, because the hackers know that they're unprepared for an attack, meaning that they don't have the security checks and balances, controls, the plans, the the the, the things that they need to prevent uh, a cyber breach. Right. Um, as a service provider, um, how do you approach addressing a small business uh, concern is somebody that they are concerned about security. What would be the first recommendation that we, you would give the first step along the process in the process of security to a company that's uh, secure, concerned about security? Can you walk us through that process that you would you would take? Well, it kind of dovetails into um, our four stages of our methodology, right? And the first stage is always assess. And the assessment phase is, as I said earlier, what's under the covers. So we offer our clients assessments that are non-chargeable in nature, that are non-intrusive in nature, but filled with digestible data that will make them fully aware and in some cases scare them not intentionally but Mm -hmm. scare them as to their vulnerabilities in the market so these assessments will be a combination of scanning networks to doing uh, external uh, scans to their ips combination of that looking at their cloud environment whether it's their microsoft 365 and azure environments combining all of that with best practices and security and this whole zero trust architecture that everyone's trying to get to mm-hmm. because it's 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 uh, it's definitely going to be the top of town in the next 36 months mm-hmm. that zero trust will have to be in every technology out there mm-hmm. so that we can eliminate at least or close to eliminate the amount of attacks that, that are there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with that assessment, that process. Then we work on recommendations for the client to either work with us or whoever else they choose to and uh, to 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 work with, so that they can remediate those vulnerabilities, those exposures before. Um, and then that's not good enough. Once you do that, it's doesn't mean it's forget and go. Okay, mm-hmm. I've done my assessment. I've done my remediation. We're good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 where the that's where the the notion and the concept falls down flat on its face. It's when yeah. companies like us offer the tooling, the technology, the process, the compliance, the procedures to keep them whole mm-hmm. through a managed process and a managed service. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. Um, you know, again, on the topic of smaller companies, uh, many of them, you know, they offer, operate on tight budgets. Um, you know, resources are slim, money's tight. Uh, some of these companies might get that IT guy or a friend of a family that knows something about computers uh, to <laughs> DIY their, their own systems. So, uh, you know, again, you, you've kind of answered this, but I, I just want to, I really want to emphasize the dangers here about um you know, allowing that to happen. In other words, DIYing your own stuff, right? You know, is it is it is it an acceptable practice? Uh, you know, would you recommend against it? And if you would, why would you? We're in a world of compliance. We're in a world of common standards. DIYing is is a recipe for disaster. And Agreed. so I am I am a proponent of anyone that goes down the road of DIYing is asking for trouble because they are not conforming to any degree of framework and methodology that a lot of smarter people, smarter than me, perhaps maybe even smarter than you. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. (laughs) But (laughs) but I'm saying combination of both of us (laughs) that have put together all these standards and all these uh, technologies to, to keep people safe, namely governments, um, banks, federal institutions, you know, you name it. And when, when we get these, what I would call a, Cowboys, if I may use the term, come in and do the DYing, say I know everything. Mm. That's just wrong. Yeah, that's completely wrong. I mean, yeah. because it's because it's always ha- it's like everyone has a belly button, everyone has an opinion, and if everyone has an opinion, you've got billions of opinions out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hence, why mm-hmm. we have. We have these standards that we live by, and so when you're mm-hmm. DIYing, you're you're basically Free saying, wheeling. okay, you forget about everybody's compliance standards that they've set up. You're saying, no, no, we're just going to do it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no doubt, uh, absolute recipe for disaster. Um, so on the topic of of choices right you know you're a service provider you offer many services and products uh to the market there are a ton of choices that uh any company make that is looking for uh an msp um uh, uh, this focused on on providing solutions and products 
What direction would you offer a company that's embarking on this task, um, looking for a service provider? Um, what things should they look for? What boxes absolutely must be ticked? Uh, in other words, um, what are some of the core competencies of, of these MSPs? Um, should a uh, person that's looking for an MSP provider be looking for? I think the the qualities of an MSP or a good MSP or a good MSP is an understanding of compliance, an understanding of controls and baseline controls. Understanding those uh, and understanding business process. Because if you don't understand the basics, you can't have business conversations with people. You just all you are is a tooling company. So when I when I go to organizations or I have my reps go to organizations, I really emphasize the business side of the conversation. I never um, try to say my mousetrap is better than the guy that you're looking at. That mm-hmm. that's just the wrong way to approach it mm-hmm. because. Each organization has got their own set of controls. Some small organizations are not always, you know, uh, have to to dance to the tune of a of some degree of compliance. Mm-hmm. But every organization has to has to dance to the tune of data privacy, data integrity, um, protection of customer data, um, and that's fairly holistic no matter what size of organization you have and when you don't or ha- you're not able to discuss that in a business format uh, that MSP does not merit consideration in my opinion it becomes more of okay this is what we can do for you when the conversation is all about us that's not a good thing mm-hmm. when it's when it's about the organization that means that the, that that, that org- the provider is sharing knowledge and experience from their vantage point. So a managed service has to understand business process, has mm-hmm. to understand where that organization is going in their journey and then help them along the way. They can't mm-hmm. obviously address all of those items, but perhaps mm-hmm. they can be, uh, you know, answers to some of those questions. Right. I personally think a lot of the MSPs forget about that middle letter in the acronym service, right? You know, otherwise, why don't you just call them managed product provider? You know, like, you know, (laughs) right? I mean, right? You know, so I, I I, I, I fully, I fully agree with you because that's really what it's becoming. And, you know, when you have, I spoke to a gentleman the other uh, last year and, and what he said, I kind of initially took it as a as an affront. Uh, he says, "Well, you guys are a dime a dozen." <laughs> and I was like, someone just hit me with a, you know, stabbed me with a knife in the in the, in the middle of my heart. But mm-hmm. he was not wrong. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was not wrong because mm-hmm. it doesn't take much for somebody with a little bit of knowledge. And my mother used to say, God rest your soul, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, right? Um, That if you have that knowledge, oh, you're going to look after me. No, that's not the answer. The answer is 
is the organization equipped end to end to support me as a business? And those are the questions that these providers don't answer very well. So that gentleman was right. You're a diamond. It doesn't take much mm-hmm. to become an MSP, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? Today, if I was starting my business, you know, our business is 25 years old, but if I was starting my business, it wouldn't take me much to start this business as an MSP. Mm-hmm. You know, I know who the uh, who the solution tooling people are. Yep. And I'd, I'd be off to the races. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, but that in itself isn't about being a managed service partner. Absolutely. I fully agree. One of the other elements I think is missing from a lot of service providers is that ability to communicate, right, to their clients. You know, you've got to understand that company's business. You have technology that they need. They don't really understand why, but it's your job to explain to that customer what that technology is about without, you know, embarrassing them or speaking over their heads. That's an ability that I think a lot of companies uh, are lacking is to really, you know, in other words, uh, for lack of a better term, dummy things down. Because, again, people, you know, when they go to look at at a product or, or a service, it doesn't have to be IT. It could be anything, looking at a new car or whatever. They want to make that connection to what they're hoping is the right solution, praying that there's it's the right solution. They want somebody to make sense of that. And that's how that, you know, that service, I believe that's what, a key element of of the service should be is that ability to, you know, explain the unexplainable, you know, make the complex seem simple, so to speak. That is really the magic, I think, that a lot of companies uh, don't have. And, um, you know. Yeah, I I say that's the biggest gap. And and, um, CFOs and decision makers are easily susceptible to hear the sales pitch rather than truly question the capabilities bingo you know and that's where i if anybody is listening i would say question capabilities ask them have you been in a situation like this how have you handled it Mm. you know back in my day when i was you know in the infrastructure business and i was sitting across the table from a cio and we were about to take over, um, and this was an infrastructure before the managed service provider era came into being. This is, this is I'm dating you now. Um, but that philosophy is still the same. Uh, as a managed service provider, stuff happens. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all human. Yep. Sometimes things happen. And and if um, somebody out there who is a managed service provider or managed security service provider says that they never make mistakes, they're lying. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Where you differ from, and this is what I said to the CIO, where you differ from is how you respond to that mistake. If mm-hmm. you take full accountability and full responsibility, people are not going to chastise you. They want to say, okay, they realize they don't, they, they don't, like everyone makes mistakes, but how do they fix it? How do they remediate it? How are they going forward with it? How are they going to continue to avoid that mistake in the future? Those are things that differentiate between a good MSP and somebody that says, ah, this is what we do and, and talk about only the good things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, we've made mistakes. 
some of them yeah. I'm not too proud of, but it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes, but it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the ability to respond to that mistake and to be able to take that mistake and learn from it and then yeah. be a better MSP and be yeah. a better customer provider. Yeah. Uh, that only enhances that relationship with that client, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, again, I fully agree. So, John, um, <clears throat> this isn't such a mystery anymore, but the cloud, moving to the cloud, right? I, you know, a lot of the listeners have probably heard that. Some have moved to the cloud. Some are considering moving to the cloud. Can you tell our listeners what it means to move to the cloud? Are there advantages of moving to the cloud? Are there any security related benefits to moving to the cloud? If you could summarize kind of what that means, because again, it's a mystery to many, many people, you know, still today. Um, If you can explain it uh, and summarize it, I think that would be hugely beneficial. Yeah, well, there are loads of benefits of going to the cloud. And the obvious is how cloud is consumed. It's consumed by the drip. Uh, you no longer have to manage infrastructure and warranties and maintenance and things that break in the night, so to speak. Great advantages. But for the journey to the cloud, it's not nirvana on the other end. A lot of organizations are finding that. So they're, they're finding a mix between on-premise solutions and, and cloud solutions. But you need to have strong partnerships with third parties. No one can do this on their own. And if they think, unless you're a bank, mm-hmm. unless you're the federal government or a provincial government, you know, that has unlimited amount of money, that's you know, we pay for it, Jim, but, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, but what I'm saying to you is the vast majority of organizations out there have limited resources, limited IT people. And if they're looking at embracing the cloud, they got to do it with people that they can trust that have been there before. And the other thing, and this is why we're on this call today, is security is the last bastion to be looked at rather than the first item to be looked at. It should be number one rather than number nine or 10 on a checklist. Oh, I'm going to move this workload to this new virtual infrastructure. Okay. Who's going to access it? Where are they going to access it from? How is it going to, we're going to connect to it and what's our exposure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I bet you the four questions that I asked, one of them is maybe answered. Yeah. Not yeah. all for it. Yeah. It, it's so, probably not even, yeah, it's probably not even mentioned or thought about. Like, again, I, I'm going to you know, walk back in time here. Uh, 21 years ago when, you know, the internet boom was happening, you know, all the dot coms were just soaring, raging, and everybody was building their business on the internet. Nobody thought about security. Like, they were like, Build this massively complex, huge, you know, website that did all these wonderful things in security. Oh, oh, 
oh right <laughs> and so you know therein lies a lot of the reasons why there are there were and still are so many issues with relation to security because people forget that the security is the foundation of where you should be building your IT infrastructure on and that's that that thought is is still lost unfortunately for for many um but um i'm getting towards the end of of my questions anyway um my my next question is about uh, outsourcing of IT services. So there are dozens of reasons to outsource IT. Um, there are still many companies that choose to set up and manage their own IT. In in other words, procure the equipment, set up it, set up a server in the server room, and do it all themselves, DIYing it, so to speak. What would you say to those companies that are sitting on the fence and they're deliberating whether or not to outsource? or to DIY? What would you say to those people? Uh, you know, what would be, let's say, for example, the top two or three, you know, reasons uh, to hop off the fence and outsource their IT? Yeah, I, 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 I always stay away from that word outsource for, because it's, it immediately poses a threat to a lot of organizations and and it's been known factually in the newspapers in the news that some big outsourcing deals that are out there in the market um have failed miserably have caused a, a great amounts of pain and so a lot of people that have outsourced in the past have to back uh, come back in and insource again so for the vast majority of people that are listening that are sitting on that fence, I'll use the word outtask rather than outsource. Okay. Because outtasking is about taking areas and elements of the IT experience that's not what I would call meaningful or outcome-based for that company and move that to another organization that it could do it better day in and day out, mm-hmm. patching servers, patching um, systems, keeping a, keeping endpoints um, healthy and secure, keeping your firewalls healthy and secure. Your IT team is better served by helping end users, looking at strategic projects to move the organization forward. Those tasks that I'm talking about could easily be outtasked and keep some of those IT people very much employed and engaged in the business, but they're now more part of the business than rather the what I would call the mundane tasks that should be moved to someone else. So that's why I, I stay away from the term outsource. I think it's it's more of an outtask of of skills because those skills are getting fewer and fewer. Um, it's harder to 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 find, and you have a lot of attrition in the in the marketplace for people that are still in deploying on-premise solutions. So people are going from a job that pays X to a, to to another job that pays X plus five percent or ten percent right. more. Right. And they're moving fairly quickly, and they can demand that because the IT industry is devoid of talent today. Mm-hmm. So why should an organization, a company, be subservient to those types of environments? 
mm-hmm. bring those tasks to somebody that they can count on every day. Yeah, well, that, that's great. I, I no longer will use that word outsource because you actually, you know, when you <laughs> think about it, you know, in reality, that word outsource means taking something that's probably near and dear to you and and giving it away, right? And where Correct. really what's happening in, in your guys' cases, case anyway, is, is you're not really taking that away it's a collaboration effort right you're you're just you're easing the pains of 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 those tasks that maybe they're not that good at and because or they don't want to do or they they don't want to do yeah and and so don't do it well so mm -hmm. you know this is why we we always say it's never a threat to employ us it's more of a compliment to your team because it's never look some IT teams are so focused in development rather than infrastructure or keeping the lights on. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what you should be. Right. You should be an agile developing, de- developing company to continually ensure your organization and your value proposition as a company finds a way to get more business. Mm-hmm. You should yeah. not be in the infrastructure business or in the making sure that the lights are. Uh, it's now becoming, you know, like, um, I don't know, uh, maintaining your car. Right. Right. You don't typically do it yourself, how many, right? But how many people, how many independent body shops are there? Very uh-huh. little. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I fully agree. I mean, you shouldn't be meddling in things that you. You're you're not an expert at. Doing, yeah. yeah, for sure. Otherwise, you to change your name from you know X Y Z company to Jack of All Trades dot com. We do it all, including our own IT. So, John, the last question I ask this to everyone uh, that I interview um, as it relates to security. What does the future of of security look like to you? Is it getting more challenging? Is technology going to save the day? You know, are there enough qualified people to handle the challenge, etc.? What is in your view? Uh, the outlook on security. Um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, everyone's going through a zero trust technology. Um, I think that's many, many, many years away. And the future, we are still rampant with ransomware attacks, hackers, these individuals becoming more and more sophisticated, more and more organized, and more and more capable of making, doing a lot of harm. So the security business is constantly, has to stay ahead. So my take on the future is, if it's not a significant portion of a IT budget, then you risk the exposure of staying alive as a business. Mm-hmm. It's that simple so security in, in in the future is going to be very relevant in everything you do <laughs> excuse me mm-hmm. yeah I, I i and i think it's going to get worse so you know when you talk about managed services providers if you're not a managed service and security partner mm-hmm. i wouldn't be talking to anybody else but because Nobody, nobody should talk to somebody to manage their environment without a securities portfolio. Okay, bonus question. 
I didn't plan this, but you just, you know, sparked a, <laughs> uh, a, a light in me. And, and I, this is something that, to be quite blunt, um, really drives me crazy. You see a lot. We see a lot. Well, so uh, MSPs, by and large, are, are, you know, one of our, our customers as we, we collaborate where, where possible. But I see a lot of MSPs that are, you know, throwing the terms out there, security this, security that, security this, and they really have no business in security. I mean, they might be selling, you know, antivirus software, but that doesn't make them a security company. So um, I, I, I would like your your advice or, or your opinion on how do you determine an MSP is saying, eh, security this, security that. Like, is there something that you would, would advise a listener and, and, and imagining that I'm just a company that's looking for some managed service provider with a security flare? What would you look, what would you say that they should be looking for? This is kind of similar to my question up top, but more related to security. This company, this MSP is just touting the security thing and they're like, ah, you know, we're the best at security. Well, how you find that out? as a as a consumer you you need to question their capabilities you need yeah. to understand if they actually know the term besides mm-hmm. just saying the word mm-hmm. and, you know it, it's it, it goes back to you know what i said earlier tooling is is great but if you don't know what this tool does if you don't know how to manage that manage the solution manage what's compromised mm-hmm. then you don't understand security mm-hmm. you don't understand that yeah, you can go get certif- certifications and this and that, but mm-hmm. some of the, the the concepts and the the methodologies are pretty commonplace. Mm-hmm. It's it's just understanding them. And I would say my recommendation to people that are listening is when they're sitting down and talking to somebody that says, "Okay, I also do security," you need to ask them harder questions. Right. You need to really drive the capability and understanding questions how much how well do you understand security and then knowing my business how capable are you to keep my business secure and why Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. are the questions i would ask okay great well john listen um you, you and I talk quite frequently, uh, but this has been a real special occasion for me. Um, I really truthfully have gotten a lot more insight into your company and the way that you conduct business and your philosophy as it relates to, okay. you know, your customers. So I really, truly appreciate your time here today. We've burnt up 50 minutes and 33 seconds um, so far, and every second was uh, well worth it. Thank you very much, John. I hope to have you I will have you back in the future to talk about more specifically, maybe some of the solution sets um, that you would recommend uh, as, a, as a company for a company that's looking to, you know, dive into security. In other words, to start from square one, you know, what would you recommend specifically as it relates to the either technology or solutions or something like that? I think it's really important uh, that not only people understand what's out there, but really what where they should be looking at, how they would assess or qualify a solution that would fit their needs not necessarily you know the market's needs but their needs in specific so welcome to have you back here in the near future john thank you okay it's my pleasure and thanks for inviting me you bet buddy you bet